This is Cockpits and Cocktails. We use this podcast to share stories and talk about all things aviation and aerospace. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Cheers to you and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Cockpits and Cocktails. I'm Fly Alyssa and not with us tonight, we have Natalie Flygirl Kelly. We are so excited to bring you this new episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. Tonight, we have extra special guests. We have Aaron Lear, otherwise known as Elle or Jet Blondie. How are you, my dear? Hi guys, I'm doing really well. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. Um, I, I see you were at Reno recently. Uh, has Reno always been a part of your life or was this your first time or tell us a little bit about it? Reno has been always a part of my life. I was born there and raised there up until about age 13. I have the best support group there in terms of my friends and some family. And uh, I love going to the Reno Air Races. This year was super special. However, I didn't get to see you in person. I'm sure I will next year. I know. But I was uh, so excited after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, uh, yeah, I love Reno. It's the most well-kept secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This year was kind of exciting. They've got a lot of new things going on there. And I just feel like um, next year is going to be like bigger and better. And they're moving in the right direction to get some younger um, blood in there. So I think Absolutely. That's really Reno Air Races was so fun this year. And they had a ton of influencers there. Uh, I was really pleasantly surprised, really, with the whole event. It was so fun, and it was great because I saw a lot of, you know, schools and children, and I actually got to meet some younger female pilots who are doing acrobatic work already, and it was just so warming to my heart because it's so inspirational to see younger females you know, getting excited about aviation and all sorts of stuff like that. Absolutely. I think that's like my favorite part. This has probably been my favorite event of the entire year this at all. And I, I can't imagine topping it. Um, yeah, there was so much for kids and, and young females and very inviting atmosphere. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring next year. So, um, so Tell me how you are involved in aviation. We'll take it way back. Um, I mean, you have the Lear last name. I mean, what relevance is that? So uh, I grew up in the Lear family. My grandfather was Bill Lear, the inventor of the Lear jet and Motorola and the 8-track. So we always grew up around airplanes out at the Stead Airport, actually, um, where the media tent was. Uh, or not tent, but where media was being held was actually in our old hangar. So it was very nostalgic for me to be there and kind of, you know, feel it out and just, I mean, though it looks a little bit different, I kind of was picking up those vibes um, and it was very interesting to, you know, be in our old hangar. So growing up in the Lear family, there was never a dull moment, (laughs) Um, especially, you know, at the, at the stead hangar and um we have a ton of characters in our family so yeah so it kind of starts there yeah that's really cool 
Did you always grow up knowing that you would be involved in aviation some? Absolutely not. Uh, I have definitely gone through uh, a series of uh, different events in my life trying to find my way. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs go through is, you know, um, I've dabbled in real estate and I've dabbled in the skincare and CBD markets. And I just, uh, I, though I love those things, I found that, you know, when I first started flying, that my, um, my passion for, for that was deeply embedded and it felt like the right path, flight path, <laughs> pun intended, um, for me to be on. And, uh, wow, I've gotten so much great media attention and, uh, people really excited about this new venture that I'm going on with Birdie Academy, which is centered around predominantly female, um, uh, females wanting to get their pilot's license. And so we're going to probably start with a pop-up school and then, and I'll get into that in a minute, but the um, actual school will be centered around electric airplanes, but because of COVID and the pandemic, it has slowed our process down in the certification for uh, by aerospace's e-flyer. So we are waiting. We're literally <laughs> waiting around for the FAA to, you know, approve it, its safety model and everything like that. So uh, until then, we want to do a pop-up school, and the pop-up school will enable us to. Um, travel to different schools all around the country and integrate a two to four week program that we will be marketing heavily towards females and minorities and getting um, scholarships. It's going to be a nonprofit. So there's all sorts of things that are leading up to this event now. And I got to say, as an entrepreneur, it has not been easy to arrive at this point. And though, you know, I've always um, loved being around airplanes. I will say it's taken me a minute to get here. However, I, I think my first initial, um, experience of hearing a jet take off the tarmac and that noise was probably the most inspiring, um, you know, in moment of, of that thought process of, wow, I want to be like a part of that. You know what I mean? Or I want to, I want that more of that in my life, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so that's really what, um, that, that was deeply embedded in me ever since I was a little girl. Yeah. Now, are you a pilot yourself as well? Are you going to be instructing in this program or? So I'll just be the face of the company. I love flying. I actually uh, am very close to getting my certification, um, but I don't believe I'll be a CFI or anything like that because I'll be busy helping promote and uh, more of the ambassador of the company. That's awesome. I feel like there's so much that if you're not an entrepreneur, people don't realize what goes into building this system of, you know, the nonprofit and you know, the, the electric airplane sounds really cool. I can't wait to find out more about that. And, um, you know, just these programs that are reaching the minorities and reaching women are so special to me just because I did this at 29, not at 12 or 16 or, you know, I didn't even know that people flew airplanes at that point. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that's really awesome, but I think it's cool that you're like, no, I just want to run the company and, um, you know, enjoy it for fun. 
as a pilot. Thanks. Yeah. Are you, so what about you? What, what level of um, certification are you at? So I'm right now doing my instrument rating and I've got about 350 hours. I started four years ago. So um, I got my pilot's license and I remember him ask my DPE asking me right after my check ride, he said, so what's next? And I was like, there's nothing. Like I didn't know any pilots at that point. And so I said, I have my pilot's license. I'm done. And he's like, oh, girl, he's uh-huh. like, you're just starting. He's like, he's like, you have something special here. He's like, for as little experience as you have, you're doing great. So, you know, I just kind of had fun with it for a long time. And now it's like, you know, I need to move myself along, not necessarily to go to airlines, but to help inspire and empower other people. I think just having that education in my instrument, my commercial, and maybe CFI one day um, would just help me, you know, facilitate me to help others. So fantastic. And that's our mission really too, is to inspire women all over the world. And maybe you should just come work with us. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm in, Um, you know, every time we do a podcast and we meet someone new, I instantly think like, Oh, I have to volunteer for that organization. Or maybe I want to be a flight attendant now, or maybe I want to do, you know, corporate flying. There's so many opportunities in aviation. And I think, you know, just getting, um, our younger generation excited about aviation, then we can lead them to all of the opportunities, whether it be an entrepreneur or, um, flying for a living or, you know, a flight attendant or, I mean, corporate aviation, there's just so many options. There really are so many options out there. And uh, I mean, also STEM, I wanted to bring STEM up to back up what you were just saying, because I'm actually on the board for a company called Sokin Engineering, and they are promoting uh, to get more females involved in anything computer science related, um, engineering, mathematics, all that type of stuff. So technology, it's, it's really cool to be a part of them. And yeah. And I really think that we're coming into an era where females are starting to trend. Like I see, and I've actually talked to quite a few people who've seen the same thing where we're seeing a lot of promotion going on with like females in aviation, you know what I mean? And that's my, my whole MO too, you know, Um, And I think it's such a great time for us to be promoting this and be talking about this and helping women discover what their dream is, or I call it like the flying bug, you know, because it's so fun. When, When I first started flying, I was, of course, freaked out and scared. And I'm like, I am never going to be able to do this alone. (laughs) And then I... (laughs) And then I did my solo cross country from um, Torrance Airport to San Diego and then San Diego to Catalina. And I have to say that it was my aha moment, like of one of my biggest moments of life, like was that moment when I touched down in San Diego and the tower came on and started yelling at somebody. And I thought it was me for sure. (laughs) And it wasn't, it was some other you know, somebody not following instructions, another, a male, go figure, Um, but (laughs) not following instructions. And uh, I had that moment where I was like, I did it. Like I, I can do this. And uh, 
you know, I like pretty much had like tears in my eyes. It was just, you know, just going, oh my God, I'm flying this plane alone. And it's, you know, it's not horribly um, hard, you know, if there's a learning curve and, and I'm really good at math and that type of stuff. So for me, I really liked doing some of the calculations and in, in case yeah. like, you know, the avionics were to fail and stuff like that. So that was really fun for me. And that was, yes, my aha moment. I think it, it, when you're learning to fly, it's, it's something that you never really saw yourself doing if you didn't, I mean, even you grew up around it, but to me, it's like, that is so far-fetched that I can fly an airplane. And sometimes <laughs> I'm flying by myself and I'm like, <laughs> real right now like how am I staying in the air and like whatever and yeah. you know just like the proudest moment of my life getting my pilot's license and and sharing that feeling with other people is what it's all about for me um and you talked about like landing at an airport and somebody getting yelled at and I'm always I I don't know if it's like being a female that I, I feel extra criticized um, you know, I'm one of four females that probably fly at my airport. And so I'll get a text message from a controller because we all know each other. It's a small area, you know, and they'll be like, oh, you just um, had a runway incursion. And I was like, no, I didn't. I'm at work. And they're like, no, you just ran across the runway in, in two zero Lima Lima. And I was like, I'm at work <laughs> it was some other female's voice. So I feel like there's just always so much um pressure as a female like I feel extra like pinpointed Judgment. so yeah I hear you I make sure I'm like on top of my game so 100% yeah I hear you for yeah. sure yeah um so with the birdie like how is that going to be set up and like uh, are you guys just going to be like a scholarship um based or are people able to purchase these um, flight, you know, trainings or how does that, how does that work? Well, Alyssa, we're really ironing out a lot of the kinks as we speak, but what we would ideally like to do is create this nonprofit. So it helps people want to donate because the mission here is to get more females into aviation. And plus we have the pilot shortage issue that we need to conquer um, I've talked to plenty of uh, pilots that are working right now in the commercial space, and they're telling me all the same thing, that there is a major pilot shortage. And um, with the increase of travel coming up in the following years, that we're going to need pilots and it's going to be an issue. Uh, so I think that we're really, you know, conquering two things, which is a females like to help change the numbers there's only seven percent females compared to the 93 percent males so we're shifting and making it more of an equal um area of opportunity and then on top of that uh you know the pilot issue the sh pilot shortage issue so what we want to do is roll out the pop-up school program and be able to partner with different schools so we'll do like a little private uh license Thing, you know, where when we'll get people to donate uh, first for probably a couple spots, depending on, you know, how many students we have at each location. Uh, we're hoping to get a couple scholarships so that some people will be able to come and do their private and then partner up with the school in that 
area or that at that particular school that wants to go the full full ride. So we'll we're gonna get creative. Nobody's ever done this before, so it's a little bit of a you know gray area where we're still figuring out how it's all gonna work. But yeah, but um, it'll be the very first pop up female academy. So we're excited. I love it. I think that's super amazing. Are you guys going to be focused on, you know, high school, college? Like, is there going to be like a set? We're know, still know. working on how and who, but I believe that a lot of uh, integration of people who are interested in um, taking a program in college, we're going to definitely be looking into partnerships. Yeah. With colleges and stuff like that. Now with the um, the STEM program, I can't remember what you said it was called, but like, sure. what are you guys typically doing with that? Are you are you working with younger? Like, how young are you guys working with? Or so Sokin Engineering, it's S O K N Engineering. Uh, they are based out of Montana. Their okay. mission is also aligned with ours uh, to help get females interested in careers in the aviation space. And um, and I'm not sure how young they they start, but I'm assuming that it would be, you know, at a college level where um, they're, you know, able to start to get interested in a career choice. Like, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the age is. That's a really good question. And I'll check and get back to you on that. Um, but they're, you know, they're inspiring women. They're they're pushing to um, get women interested in careers. And so that's really their MO. And uh, also one of the cool factors that Sokin and I have is that Zara Rutherford, yeah. I don't know if you know who she I is. Oh, yes. Okay. So she is actually sponsored by Sokin. And um, I am one of Zara's mentors. So it just kind of happened organically and she, we didn't know that she was getting sponsored by Sokin and uh and then Sokin didn't know that I was asked to mentor her so it was one of those moments where we're like oh like <laughs> it only makes sense that you work together and yeah right right and so but it, it was so serendipitous and uh really really nice to be working with a bunch of super solid uh, female individuals in the aviation space. And Zara is such a cool person. I got to Skype with, or not Skype, but Zoom with her. Um, she was supposed to come into Montana, fly in, and there was a problem with uh, the oil in the plane. So she got held up, but then I had to go to Reno Air Races, so I couldn't wait. And uh, anyway, we will meet her. We're, we're entertaining going to see her either in Belgium or potentially Geneva at MBAA. Um, but until then, you know, it's, it, I got to talk to her on Zoom and I sent her a playlist um, of music to listen to. And she was, I think, pretty excited to hear that. I'm, you know, I'm I often often am wondering her, what she's thinking up there, you know, and I'm sure there's so many nerves and stuff going on. Um, I mean, she's only 19 years old. <laughs> she's. Yes. It's crazy to think um, I briefly spoke to her, but, you know, it's 
I think about me flying and just flying cross country for a weekend adventure and she's flying around the world. And, you know, not only are you young and female, you're flying to countries, you don't speak their language and just all of these barriers and to just, you know, be doing it at 19 and inspiring even younger. I just think that's, awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's truly amazing. I just, you just touched on one of the things that I, I'm like, how is she communicating with the tower? <laughs> like well, in each different country? Well, it's they- all English. It's all English, but you know, you land in Mexico, like nobody, like there's going to be very minimal that want to come and speak to you in English. And I, I would assume that, you know, her team that has set up her stops and they've reached out before she gets to those places. So they are, you know, ready for her when she does arrive. Yeah. You know, those, those things are already in place, but that's a lot of planning and a lot of stress and to meet those deadlines and weather. And I, I just, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could either. Honestly, I'm, I'm really inspired by her because I, Wow. Yeah. When I think about doing that, I'm like, maybe I should go around the world. <laughs> I'm like, wait, nope. I'm nope. going to stay here and focus on my business. <laughs> but man, I, I am in awe of what she's doing. And uh, her message is spreading rapidly around the world. So we're really I think it's awesome. So young as her is doing this. Um, it, it made me think about earlier when we were talking about age and like when people start like um, kind of getting into what they're interested in, like STEM and that kind of thing. Um, I always knew that I was like better at math than English. Um, but I wasn't really like interested in anything in school cause I was bored. And so I just didn't care, but yeah. we had the conversation with STEM flights a couple weeks ago that, you know, there, they used to be focused towards high school females and high school students and pushing women into those STEM uh, fields, but they're seeing now that by high school, they've already kind of made up their mind that they're not going into the STEM stuff or they are. So now they're targeting even younger as junior high. And so it just, it just makes me think about every time I'm around 10, 11, 12 year old kids, I'm like, you're influencing them. You have to be very, um, good with your intentions and kind of feed these things that they, they are capable of doing crazy, awesome things like Zara at 19, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that personally, I think aviation is this like an aerospace is this really sexy, smart industry. And I, um, maybe sexy is not the right word, but (laughs) Um, but it's like a very attractive industry where, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm just in awe of some of these women who, and, and men who are highly intelligent beings focusing on the aviation and aerospace industry. To me, it's like the coolest thing ever. I don't understand why more people wouldn't want to do that if there was an opportunity to. So that's part of my mission too, you know, is really showing um showing uh the the cool aspects of it you know because i i would consider myself a pretty hip person <laughs> so 
you know, and I've experienced and dabbled with different industries and, and, um, I got to say, like, though there's like a lot of older community in aviation, uh, I feel like that there's this trending aspect to aerospace and aviation right now that we need to capitalize on and we need it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I look at I look at uh, Instagram, you know, I'm not a huge like dig into everybody else's what they're doing. Yeah. But I, you know, I see that everybody wants to travel. I see that everybody wants to have this strong, fierce, you know, um, persona. And I'm like, that's aviation. That is what we encompass. And it's not just aviators, but I see it in so many people. Um, I actually think I saw your photo that Reno had um, posted after the fact, you know, walking by the airplane. And I'm like, she's a badass. Like, <laughs> Just the the picture encompasses what I feel as a pilot, what I feel in the aviation industry, and as a female, how good I feel, um, you know, and, and men as well in our, you know, it's just, it's, you know, pilots are smart and um, good yeah. at decision making, and there's just so much complexity to it, and I just think that it's, sexy isn't the word for it, but like strong and confident and you know, there's just so much to it that it, there's a lot of attraction there. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, it's, it, I gotta say, like, I mean, I know going, I haven't gone the full way as far as getting, you know, yeah. my instrument rating or anything like that, but I do know that it can't be that hard. You put your mind towards anything you want. You yeah. want it enough. You can do anything you want to do. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and it's very well put that, you know, about, um, uh, where was I going? Uh, no, wait, I want to go back to what you were saying and show you some gratitude for pointing out the whole, uh, Reno air races photo, because I had so much fun doing that shoot and that photographer was really badass himself, but I want to do more stuff like that, you know, because, I feel like it does do it does reach people like you and and other women that see it as a inspiration and that's the whole point you know people are like are you a model or are you uh you know what all are you doing yeah I'm all of it can you wrap your head around that please yeah because so I think that's um one per yeah I'm not just doing one thing <laughs> yeah so that's the biggest thing when somebody asks me so I was at the Reno Air Races and someone was like, so what do you do? Why are you here? And I'm like, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, do you want me to tell you that I'm a pilot? Do you want me to tell you that I do marketing? Do you want me to tell you that I work for XYZ companies? Like, I feel like as aviation as a whole, nobody does one thing. You know, every pilot, every person has a million things going on. It's like every one of us are like ADHD and super complex and super intricate. And it's like we're this crazy breed of people. And you're my people. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like everybody's a scuba diver. Everybody's <laughs> a pilot. Everybody's. And I'm just like, that's what I do. Like, where did you people come from? Like, how did we not know that you existed before now? Welcome to my world because I deal with this issue all the time. Like, how do I introduce myself? Yeah. 
because I do do a lot of different things, but I want to also relate to people too. And, and, and you know, so yes, I, I hear you there. I'm, I struggle with the same thing all the time. And I I think it's also for me, like, you know, jet blondie is kind of your thing, but like, you don't go say, Hey, I'm jet blondie. Like, mm-hmm. or, like, I'm super awkward about it in person. That If somebody calls me Fly Alyssa, I'm like, oh, cringy. <laughs> it's part of it. You know, it's like yeah. we're, we're doing it to reach other generations and other people. We're not doing it to promote, you know, my name. There, yeah, there's not a real, I mean, not a huge ego behind it. There is a method to the madness, for right. sure. Absolutely. There is a method to the madness and uh, yeah, it's important for people like you and me to stick together too and, and help stay on track with the mission. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's always going to be those people out there that are like, Oh, Jet Blondie or Oh, Alyssa, you know, like it's, it's part of the, part of the, uh, the whole, you know, shebang. I get it. (laughs) But yeah, it's really hard to convey like, what you're about and what you're doing when somebody asks you like what you're doing at the Reno air races. And, you know, it was just very like, I think one of the first times that I'm, I'm like, I'm baffled. Like, I don't know what to say. I, you know, I, it, do you bring out a card that has like everything that you're doing <laughs> now? Like birdie, you know, electric airplanes, you know, just, yeah. Jet Blondie, uh, modeling, no. Yeah, like modeling, actor. Um, is it Lear Avia? Lear Avia? Lear Avia is the umbrella company for Birdie. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, just put this all on your business card, you know? <laughs> I need time Exactly. So, By the well, way, I'm also certi- uh, flight attendant certified, but I've never actually done... I've never done a job in the in the field, but yeah, I don't go around saying it. But yes, I have I have my certification for that too. Because at yeah. one point I was, you know, still finding my way and figuring out what I wanted to do. And, and I, I love learning, but and I I think too for me, women and I'm 33. For women in their 30s, this is our prime. This is this is when women shine. And, but to get to this point, I feel like now it's, um, more acceptable to find your own way younger. But like when I graduated high school, it was like, are you going to college, the military or a trade? It was not like, you know, you had X, Y, Z, are you going to be a nurse, an accountant or this, you know? And, and that was my thought process. And so I went to business school. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, you know? But now there's there's so many more um, opportunities and outreach and and things that you can get involved in younger. But I think because we had that, you know, our our nineteen, our, you know, our teens and twenties before now, um, you know, I did cake decorating and I did um, I own a salon and I do hair and you know there's all of these other things that I did. Now I'm like okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties now. Let's do this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to touch on something that kind of correlates to what you just said. And that is, you know, there's not one way to do something like it's okay. If you change 
directions at certain point. That's what an entrepreneur really is. And you will always take your, like, if did you get your MBA? Was it your MBA that you got? Or did you just went to business school? Okay. So you will always take that and be able to carry it with you and everything that you do. I mean, that's, that yeah. to me is a really beneficial um, asset to have. I will say Bill Lear, my grandfather, he had an eighth grade education. He dropped out at eighth grade and went to the library and studied on his own. So he didn't go through college. He he was the guy in school telling the teachers that they were wrong. <laughs> I love and, it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he was like, you know, screw this. I'm going to go um, teach myself the important things. And, you know, and, and again, he dabbled in um, car radios. He dabbled in color TV and uh, eight tracks. You know what I mean? And then went to the Learjet. I mean, there's the true entrepreneur right there with a success story. And so for me, I've always kind of tried to remember that. And sometimes people, you know, everybody's different. And so like, for me, you know, I've had to deal with people who are like, you should just focus on one thing and one thing only and da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, I'm never going to be that person because I mean, yes, one thing successfully, but also two or three other things over yeah. here successfully as well. There's no reason why I can't do it all, especially if I have the right team behind me to support me in those things that I need help with. You know what I mean? There's no reason why you can't do that. And I'm, and I will say that and always stand my ground on that because my grandfather and his story, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, and all of the things that you might be doing might kind of come together at the end of the day and like, feed on each other where, you know, it's like we have the podcast and I do some marketing and I work for a couple companies in sales. And so they all kind of mesh together at the end of the day when I'm at an air show and, you know, I'm there doing one thing, but some other thing might be needed, you know? So yeah, I, I like multifaceted people and I am that entrepreneur. Um, you know, I was, I was opening my salon. I had done hair. I've done hair for 14 years now, but I was opening my salon and getting my private pilot license at the same time. And my brain was exploding. <laughs> but, you know, it's like that's where I think entrepreneurs like have this huge growth is when we have many things going on, but one thing booms at one time. And maybe it's two years later, this other thing. So I think it's very important to keep keep your mind open. Absolutely. And Alyssa, did you, um, first of all, I was an esthetician for eight years. So I worked in and out of the spa industry, uh, and you know, was finding my way, but it is okay to do multifaceted things. And what I wanted to ask you was, don't you think that it's interesting that pilots have to multi like the multifunction, like they are multitasking while operating an airplane. So, I mean, it makes a little sense, like with, with how you and I are speaking with our mindset and everything to correlate with the fact that we do love flying because we like to multitask in one, in one way. Right. Do you, do you, do you get it? Yeah, I think it's important because I mean, when I'm flying the airplane, I might be listening to music, but then I'm listening to controllers. I'm monitoring everything but then I'm also like 
tuned back into what's happening in my life. And like some of my like best, like aha moments of like, I had a really great thought and I write it down while I'm flying, you know, it's like a business idea or something comes to you just because like you have that time and it's so it's the moment.
Um, the plane is really cool. It's actually pretty safe compared to other planes that are out there and older. So I, I really can't wait to fly in one. I haven't flown in one yet, but they do have the prototype already done. It's in Denver, Colorado, and they're doing really amazing things. Now there's some other electric airplanes that are out there on the market like Pipistral uh, and they though they're a great company and they're technically one of the first ones out there um Pipistral they they only do about 40 minutes in the air give or take and um that that to me was just uh you know not not for me, not worth it thinking of like, you know, when I was flying and getting my pilot's license, I wanted to be up there for at least an hour and, you know, and obtaining those hours and stuff. So one of the cool things about incorporating this into our school is that it reduces the operation costs. So uh, that will reduce the price point to, you know, obtain your license, but will also be a win-win. What's that? Yeah, if, if you can minimize the cost of flight training and the overhead, you know, think of how many more people you can reach. And it, when you were talking about the, this e-flyer, I was thinking like 45 minutes or something for a charge. And, you know, it's I remember training and like, you know, you'd want to go for at least an hour and, you know, a couple times a week um, yeah. because you just need that repetition and time and 30 minutes, you know, you could get a couple touch and goes and then you'd have to land and you'd have to be within the vicinity of the airport. So I think um, having that two hour range even is going to be huge. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're hoping to incorporate the e-flyer sooner than later into our fleet. Uh, but until then, we're just going to, you know, continue to promote and do fun shoots and get women excited about STEM and aviation in general um, and, uh, you know, continue to do our pop-up school. And that's really where we're at today and how we plan to continue for at least the next one to two years. Hopefully the e-flyer will be ready by 2023 maybe towards the middle or end but you know the first year there will only be 50 produced once we get the approval then there's like i forget how many deposits george said but there was something like 1200 deposits already on the planes and some commercial airliners have those deposits on these planes for their like you know inside schools so I mean, this is huge, um, and we definitely are excited because we have first to market. So we'll have at least one or two of those planes within the first 50 that are produced. So we got in early. We're really excited um, to be on this venture. That's super exciting. I actually just had somebody reach out to me about, like, they were like, hey, do you know anything about this? And they're from California. So I wonder if it's the same company or, like, what um, he was talking about. but. Yeah, sure. it could great. be Pipistrel as well. You know, Pipistrel is not quite there yet with the uh, certification either. Um, there, everybody's working really hard to get the FAA to approve the process or to approve the planes, and uh, it hasn't been easy from what I'm hearing. Just because there's a lot of safety concerns, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be. Um, uh, unsafe. So it's important to make sure that we have all of our ducks in a row, obviously. And uh, 
yeah, but I think the future is bright. I see, I see the trend here, right? With cars going electric and hybrids also, there's a company, um, actually here in Hawthorne called Amp Air. Amp Air, they're doing great things too. And they're converting an old Cessna into a hybrid and marketing their plane actually to uh, areas like Hawaii, where you can do, you know, island jumping with a plane that's going to reduce the operation costs. So it makes a lot of sense to, uh, you know, go to start to like think, okay, history kind of repeats itself you know, it repeats itself and it's important to follow the trends that are happening in my opinion so we're looking at you know the car industry and we're seeing the electric and the hybrid so why not with airplanes right so it is happening i think it's just a timing thing yeah, yeah. where everybody's kind of like waiting 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 um so but i think we're going to see it start to become more of a everyday thing uh, probably in the next five years would be my guess. And wow, I mean, the benefits of the noise reduction factor, like all these areas uh, where they don't like the loud planes taking off, this is a great alternative. The yeah, uh, yeah. sustainability factor, you know, uh, helping envi- for the environmentals- environmentalists out there, you know, helping um, people travel and not feel guilty and like you know wrap their heads around it being um uh, uh, um environmentally conscious yeah Yeah. i think that's really great you know it's my thought is like you know this is going to start happening is that going to prompt you know the older planes being updated then to more of a hybrid situation or kind of as a backup or you know it'll be interesting to see how that transition goes because there's airplanes from so long ago. It's like I was flying around in, you know, a Stearman and I, I, I got to thinking, I was like, I wonder if anybody yet has put a glass panel in a Stearman. <laughs> like, it's had to have happened, right? Like, so yeah. just um, innovations and changing and kind of going with those. So, yeah, well, that's what I'm all about is the innovation and, you know, inspiring women. So. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job at that. Um, Thank you. Me for sure. Thank you so much for joining us tonight uh, for Cockpits and Cocktails. Um, Where can everybody find you on social media, online, your website, or how are they able to be a part of what you're doing? The best way to contact me would be at jet underscore blondie on Instagram. Uh, And we do have birdie.academy up but we're going to be uh, reconstructing the website. So you can go check it out. My um, information's on there. So if you need to reach me via email, that's probably the best way to do it. So it's B-I-R-D-E dot Academy. And then at Jet underscore Blondie. I can't wait to see what happens in the next year or two with Birdie. And I can't wait to be a part of it as well. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure speaking with you. You're doing great things too. So thank you so much. Well, cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes. <laughs> this has been a great episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and all the things, Podbean. So check us out. We can't wait to see you next time. <laughs>